With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics. Coming back at you. Happy New Year, everybody. We are, as usual, live from the Uclick TV studios right here inside the High V Arena. Uh... Been a great new year. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Great new year. Um, how you been, buddy? Been doing pretty good. It's been a while since we've been back in the studio, so it's nice to get back in here and do a show. Yeah. Uh, last one we had was at was show 100, 100 at the Well, which was awesome. Can't say enough about how how much of a great job the Well did, and then how like uh, how hospitable they were with all of our mm-hmm. guests and everything. It was awesome, so great experience. Yeah, Chuck, the manager that day, and then Emily, our server, took great care of us. I mean, I uh, like you said, couldn't, couldn't have taken better care of us. Like We couldn't have had it anywhere that would have been a better environment. So thank you to The Well for, again, for having us hosting Show 100. And, I mean, I think the food was good. By the time uh, we got done with the show and I got up there to get some, it was all gone. Yeah, the food was really good. So, note to self: we we'll probably should order some more food. Well, that's, yeah. that's because that's because that's because I took my paycheck out of the out of the food buffet and uh, really enjoyed it. The wings, I'm, you know, I'm not a big wings guy, but you know, they weren't messy. They didn't have all the sauce on them, so really good wings. Uh, okay, that's good. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, we like we said, you know, we can't we can't pay the big bucks, but you know, we could we could feed you every once in a while. So we pay the medium. We pay like the medium bucks. Yeah, yeah. So. uh you know, we, we've been talking about hashtag fire Jason Garrett. You know, he may or may not still be the coach of the Cowboys. There was a report last night from Ed Warder of ESPN saying that they're going to continue without him. Then today, Dallas Cowboys official Twitter tweeted that no changes have been made to the coaching staff. So your guess is as good as mine, but hashtag fire Jason Garrett lives on. I was enjoying all the memes out there with uh, Freddie Kitchens. I Tyler put one up yeah. on Texas. That's Freddie Kitchens hired his new Cowboys coach. That'd be pretty funny. So I've been hearing some stories. That I saw a story out of Cleveland with the OC. Did you see that one? No. The Cleveland offense coordinator uh, before games was going up to uh, the other team's coaching staff and telling them how much of a mess they were. So oh, he said. Wow. So he said basically, Freddie, they would game plan Wednesday through Friday, and by the time Sunday came around, Freddie changed the. Freddie wouldn't even call that stuff. He would change the whole thing. And so, anyways, that's that's another reason why Cleveland went down. But back to the Cowboys. Hold on, hold on. I got I got one thing. I, I, your buddy Gary walks in as. You know, said wouldn't mind Lincoln Riley, but I saw. I thought I saw some tweets that you kind of were like, after the game, not happy with Lincoln and didn't want him in Dallas. You know, immediately after that game, <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah, but uh, you know, the, the more I thought about it, you can't you can't base it on just one game. And I mean, when you're recruiting in college, and we'll talk to our guests a little bit about this in a few minutes, but you got to recruit to win your conference first, and it takes a different type of athlete in the Big 12 than it does in the SEC. And so I, I think that's why Lincoln Riley and, and Oklahoma are 0-3 in the playoff and, and all those things. He's recruiting to win the Big 12, which is kind of what you have to do. But you also have to have some guys that can keep up with 
those SEC athletes. It's just, it's just a different breed. So, so do you put that game? You put that game more on Jimmys and Joes versus X's and O's. I do. Really? Yeah, because I, I think that makes sense. I feel like Lincoln Rally is a sharp football mind, um, but they got totally out. I mean, like one of the it's, it was totally outplayed. Yeah. Now, one good point someone made was that the momentum basically went all through. And I, and I don't buy this, but they went went to LSU with the pass interference. That was really bad. Remember that? But yeah, they that, pulled on that, the guys But, on. I mean, you can't let it come down on one call. We've sure. talked about that a kind lot. Dead in the water after that. So, yeah. it was uh, that was a rough game. The next game was, was much better. Uh, Clemson-Ohio State was an amazing game. Yeah. Uh, Clemson coming away, which I, I, I took Clemson, uh, so I wasn't surprised on that. But a couple questions. Well, no, one questionable call, right? Yeah, but – like I said, you're going to have those. So That's true. Let's welcome in our guest today, Ricky Hundley. He is the cornerback's coach at Liberty University, uh, coming fresh off the first bowl win in school history in the Cure Bowl. Uh, that was back on December 21st. Briefly kind of go through his uh, coaching experience at a glance. Um, excuse me. Like I said, now present from 2019 to now, uh, Liberty University as the cornerback's coach. Uh, 2018, he was at the Incarnate Word uh, as the safeties coach and recruiting co- recruiting coordinator. Uh, West Georgia before that as linebacker, special teams coordinator. Southwest Baptist, a couple hours south of us here. DB's coach, uh, special teams coordinator, recruiting coordinator. Uh, was at Lindenwood doing safeties. Um, spent a year at the alma mater, Grandview High School uh, before that. Um, was at Iowa State as the athletic academic coordinator in 2008. 2007 was at his uh, college alma mater, Drake, uh, coaching safeties. And then before that, kind of started his coaching career at uh, Theodore Roosevelt High School in Iowa, which is also where I started my career. So we were kind of working together there. And uh, Has a bachelor's degree in social sciences from Drake. Uh, his wife, Nikisha, children, Taylor, Reagan, and Cameron, and is a Kansas City guy. So, Ricky, welcome into the show. I appreciate you guys having me, man. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, man. Good to, good to kind of catch up. You know, we were talking a little bit before. You know, you were bouncing around there so much. You know, you really didn't get any time to come home and just kind of hang out. So, yeah. it's good. You've been in town all week and been able to relax. I have, man. It's been a while since we've uh, really come in town and been able to, to be still um, mm. and to, you know, just really enjoy the family and the break. Because um, as coaching is, man, sometimes you get in a position where if you're doing things, you know, positive and negative, you can be in a situation where you, you're kind of on the move. And for the most part, you know, we're, we're blessed and fortunate enough that it's been positive for us so far. So, Yeah, you know, let's let's start. You know, you played high school ball at, at Grandview High School. Go Bulldogs all day. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was a, a great experience. You know, talk a little bit about, you know, your high school playing experience. I mean, I know you were – an all-star your senior year played in the Mocan game and, um, you know, many accolades there. Uh, just talk a little bit about your high school playing experience. Well, I mean, for us, as you know, um, just growing up and, and, and playing in Grandview, uh, we played Little League ball uh, out in South Suburban, which was in Grandview at the time. Um, and, and at that time, we were living in here in the city, and we would go every weekend and play out there, and then eventually we ended up moving to Grandview and, and played uh, – Graduated from Grandview High School, played ball there, and really enjoyed my time, uh, not only with our program, with the community, uh, you know, really tight-knit community. At the time when I was there, uh, you know, our, our freshman, sophomore, junior year, those were some of the lean years. Mm-hmm. Now, I played with some 
phenomenal athletes, you know, the Byron Gasways, the Brian Thompsons, um, you know, the, the guys that, that went on and, and had the opportunity to continue to play at the collegiate level. Um, but, but when Joe Hornback came um, my junior year, um, you know, it was one of the toughest years we had from a win-loss standpoint. But uh, you could tell that it was trajecting the right way um, with him at the hill. So uh, our senior year had a, had a great or a good year, solid year, you know, knocked off uh, team early in the year. I think it was Ray South. Mm-hmm. It was picked to be, you know, the in-state and, 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 you know, top 10 in the state or whatever it may be. And then uh, from there on, my younger brother went there, and, I mean, they took off. And, obviously, you were around and a part of those those years where they were, you know, state semifinals and, and uh, you know, just really had a good good experience, man. Grandview, the community, the high school has always been good to me. It's a place that I will – forever be home and uh, will always love yeah fantastic and then you know you you got the opportunity to go play collegiate ball at, at drake university just a few hours north of us in, in des moines and um, talk about why that was the right fit for you at the time and, and your experience there yeah that's a great that's a great uh question you know it kind of goes back to the grandview deal uh, cedric stanley who was a corner uh with me uh that would have been my sophomore sophomore year um, you know, was a senior at that time. Went to Drake uh, from Grandview. Was recruited by Chris Ash. Uh, you know, to go there, and he was a guy that, you know, I looked up to. You know, we had a good relationship, good friendship. His dad was an awesome coach on staff mm-hmm. for us as well. And uh, you know, he was just kind of in my ear throughout, like, you need to come see what's going on at Drake. You need to come see yeah. what's going on. And so, visited there, Missouri State. You know, some other places. And uh, when I got to Drake, man, you know, with Coach Ash, Rob Ash, who was the head coach. And then Chris Ash, who recruited me there, man, I just I felt like it was home. You know, I felt like, uh, uh, one, I was going to be a better player, better man uh, for, for being in that environment. But, two, uh, it was a successful program at the time that I was there. And so when I got there as a freshman, I uh, was able to play and contribute immediately. Uh, we won conference that year uh, as a true freshman. And then, you know, we kind of were, you know, seven, seven plus, seven win team throughout the rest of the time. But I felt like I kind of grew as a young man uh, in that process, not just as a football player. You know, I came into my own from what I felt as a leadership standpoint, um, as well as, as made some friendships and relationships that I have for the rest of my life. And anybody that knows college football knows that there's a lot of guys that come off that Drake University tree from a football standpoint. Uh, and I just feel like I'm, I'm kind of that next guy in line that's come and, and kind of made my own bones, so to speak, uh, in the collegiate ranks as far as from a co- coaching standpoint. Yeah. Um. Coach Jeter was there Coach, at that time, right? Matt Jeter was was and is uh, not only one of my best friends, but, uh, you know, at the time was a mentor for me. You know, I had a – my dad has always been in my life, and he's he's been that guy that I always looked up to. But but the guy that I would say would be the next in line for me was Matt Jeter. And Matt uh, helped me become a better player, a better man. And we talked daily. Uh, we actually talked earlier this week just about uh, ball, our families, catching up at the convention. Uh, and, and he's a guy when, you know, I got things going on, I'm trying to figure out what we need to do better, you know, from the cornerback position. You know, he's a guy that, to me, is the guru that I'll, I'll call and, and touch base with. So I love Matt and, and uh, always will be one of the most important people for me. That's fantastic that, you know, you were able to, to build that relationship, you know, in, in college while you were there at Drake. And, I mean, Des Moines is kind of a – I felt like, you know, the time I spent there, Des Moines is a special community, too. Agreed. I mean, and Drake is – Drake holds a special place in that city's heart. There's you know? no doubt about it. For 
when you get to Des Moines, you know, for for me, for us, it's, it's a little bit of a culture shock because it's a smaller city. I mean, mm-hmm. Kansas City isn't, you know, crazy huge, but it's a, it's bigger than Des Moines. And so uh, initially, I'm there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. how am I, I going to handle this? You know, I'm on <laughs> cornfields, not too far, and yeah. all of those things. But once I got within that that sophomore year, junior year, man, I was ready. And I'm not ready, but was able to spread my wings in the city, you know, to meet people throughout. Uh, probably, and my wife will attest to this as well, probably some of the best people that I have ever m- met and been around were, were those folks in Des Moines. Uh, they welcomed us in. Um, they took up, took care of us as a young couple when we were, when I was finished with uh, uh, my career at Drake and, and you know, when we started at Roosevelt, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was just a place to me that was so similar to, to Grandview mm-hmm. and being home. Um, and so it is. It's, it's got a little hidden gem aspect of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I always tell people, I you know, I, I would have still lived there, but that cold, that cold yeah. wears on you. <laughs> and people, well, and the funny thing is, people say, "Well, it's three hours north of Kansas City." Yeah, man, that that's, that is a different cold. It yeah, is that hawk is different <laughs> you know, when it's whipping through the through, through the streets. So yeah, uh, you know. So we mentioned you know Theodore Roosevelt High School. Uh, our head coach from high school, Joe Hernback, had taken that job and. You know, he had brought me on, and I think a year later you had finished school, and, and you came on and working there. I mean, like you said, I felt like it was a similar area, similar mm-hmm. population to Grandview. You know, very diverse student body. Um, had some good athletes while we were there. For sure. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're, we're not unable to you know progress real far into the state playoffs. But uh, talk about that and just kind of being a young coach and, and learning from. I mean, there was some really great guys on that staff. It, it, the unbelievable part about that to me, and I tell people now, I tell the guys that I coach now, I really didn't see myself wanting to coach. Um, you know, I, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do when I got finished up, you know, and, and I was kind of at that crossroads that you're at. And uh, Joe called me, and as you know, his mom was ill at the time, and mm-hmm. he was moving back. And he said, man, I need you to come coach these uh, the secondary for me. And I'm like, well, I'm good, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm fresh out, you know. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm suited and the right person for it. And he said, "Well, just, just give me, give me a shot, give me a season, you know. I'll help you get in, the, get a job." And I was still finishing up my last semester, mm-hmm. so what I ended up doing was taking all classes in the evening and working through the day. And so, uh, man, you, you fast forward to now, and that was a blessing that I had no idea it was going to be because uh, I feel like part of who I am and why I'm here on earth is, is to be a coach, uh, not just from a football standpoint, but to help mentor as well. And so, you know, the, the Cameron Middlebrooks, the James Conleys, those guys that we had, yep. you know, for three years or two years from the time they were sophomores to seniors and us to see the progression from a 500 team to a team that, you know, like you said, was competing to play in the state uh, playoffs, you know, yeah. it just really kind of put it on in perspective for me that this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is who I am. So. I know that that last year that we were there, you know, we were we were six and three, and not everybody got the playoffs in, yeah. and we were unfortunately the odd man out. You know, there was that year there was I think four six and three teams, and <laughs> I think three of them made it. You know, right. we were, we were the odd man out, just based on like strength schedule or one one game we had lost somebody had beat us. But I mean, just to see that progression, like you said, of those young men that have been with us that whole time there, and I mean that we were really one game out, and I mean any other year had we been six and three, mm-hmm. you know we'd, we'd have been be right in. there, no doubt. And I think we were a team that nobody wanted to see. I'll never we forget. We got in the postseason. I'll never forget to this day. Um, K 
can't remember who the head coach was at the Tumble at the time, but I went with with uh, with Joe to the all-conference uh, voting. And I remember he was talking about, you know, why his guys should be all-conference, why, you know, this, that, and the other, why guys were getting playoffs, why they didn't. And I'll never forget the quote, to the victor go the spoils. And so uh, it burned me up that day mm. when he said it. But uh, let you know, you know, Sometimes when when you've been winning and you've been doing it for such a consistent basis, yeah. people expect it. So now you get a little bit of that slack or that leeway. And I just I, I wanted to jump across the table that day, but I'll <laughs> just never forget that. You know, hopefully being that team that was victorious or, or that continuously mm. was a team looked at as a team that's to fear. Yeah, because so. I think at the time, Matumwa, since they had come into the Metro Conference, hadn't lost the game. No, they rode everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and, and you know, it came down to the last play of the game for us, yeah. you know, that year. And we, you know, we almost had them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, like like in everything in life, you know, coaches change. It was, you know, Joe decided it was time for him to move on and, and you know, do something different. Uh, you know, and he ended up coming back to Kansas City. I ended up coming back to Kansas City. And, you moved on and, and went to Drake and back to your alma mater um, through your connections there and started coaching safeties. And what was the biggest difference that you noticed going from high school ball to, to college ball that first year? Well, I, I think probably the thing that I, I look at the most is we kept it pretty simple high school wise. You know, mm-hmm. we had better athletes than most. You know, we had some guys that uh, could do things and, and could run and all right, we're going to play cat coverage. You you man up and you got that cat and let's roll. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, and at times that was beneficial. At times it may have hurt us. But that was the, the first thing that I learned, getting back under uh, Matt's wing as well as uh, the guys that I had learned from in college is just being in a position where, okay, these are things that we're going to do to to scheme and to, to beat people. You know, how do we schematically beat them and not just beat them by out-athleting them. And so um, I think that was something that was uh, – you know, a big learning curve, you know, something that I really sat down and soaked up, you know. Uh, when we were at Roosevelt, I don't know that I, I looked at it that way. I was mm-hmm. just kind of saying, all right, how do we match up against them? Not, okay, well, here's some things that we can do uh, to, to, you know, beat them uh, in that standpoint. And so um, I thought that was extremely important, you know, just having the guys from a collegiate standpoint, you know, they're going to come and they'll have some – probably some bad uh, – uh, old habits you know mm-hmm. what I mean you got to break them from that a little bit but for the most part it's a blank palette it's a blank sheet so what you teach them is what they're going to execute hopefully for the next four years and so uh, that aspect of it and then coming back in the spring and now you got the same guys that you had where it's different in high school they yep. graduate they move on they move away some move in um, now in college outside of the freshmen that you bring in that you know freshman class that you have if you're fortunate enough you move on with them for four years and you know it's like family it is family and uh they learn everything that you teach for the most part yeah and i mean i know you know working working under joe and some of those other guys and and some of the other guys that coached us you know they they always tried to make sure we knew it was about more than the x's and o's of football you know you've mentioned that several times um, you know, I mean, Joe was a great mentor to both of us also and, uh, you know, just taught us that it's about more than that. And, I mean, I know that when you got back to Drake, you know, you said your relationship with Coach Jeter mm-hmm. obviously, you know, has become more than football. And so how did you kind of 
transition and and in college it's different because it's a little more of a business but you still want to build those relationships mm-hmm. so how did you kind of work that those first few years man i've been blessed throughout my <clears throat> career so far that they, a lot of the guys even starting then with rob ash um and then it was steve loney that came in as their interim coach when, when uh coach ash left um they've been builders of men and impactors of men. They haven't just been great football coaches. You know, Coach Loney came in and he was an NFL guy. You know, so he had been at Minnesota, he had been at Arizona. So he's coming in, his transition a little bit different and now he's going mm-hmm. scaling back, so to speak, uh, to the collegiate ranks. Now he had been a collegiate coach before, but uh, you know, getting to see his interaction with, with our guys, you know, you think back to with Joe when we would have team dinners on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Now I have team dinner right now on Thursday, you know, as, as a 15-year, you know, co- coach, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, my guys come, my wife cooks for them. You know, we're able to provide within NCAA regulation a meal for them uh, once a month where we can have that team bond, and it's it's our my position group. Uh, those are things that you get that opportunity to do in college. You know, you get that time outside of the season where you're in the spring, and the spring is really teaching. The spring is really growth. Where we're talking about academics, where we're talking about life. Um, and, and so uh, the difference for me from high school to college was as opposed to now having that interaction to a certain extent with the parent and the family throughout. And when you have that college-wise, but it's a lot heavier in the recruiting process mm-hmm. and into their, their uh, transition. But when you're in college, it's that young man and it's you, you know, to a certain extent. And so – um, just like his mom and dad or whoever his support system wants him to do and be successful in life, I'm, I'm trying to impact him in that same way. Uh, also trying to be a role model where he can say, okay, I get to see coach around his kids, his family, uh, his wife. How, how does he handle those things? And, again, like I said, the guys that I've worked for, uh, maybe a little bit different than the guys you see on TV, but, but those guys, that is extremely important to them. And uh, that makes it really easy for me to coach for them. Yeah, family is is very important. Um, you know, so from from Drake, you got the opportunity to go to Iowa State. Uh, your younger brother was just finishing up there then, right? He was there for the the year I was there. He was there. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was he, pretty cool. He was just finishing up, and uh, you were doing the athletic athletic academic coordinator. I remember I got to come up and kind of visit with you and mm-hmm. and learn a little bit about that. But what what exactly? Just tell the the viewers what kind of you did in that role. Uh, I, we were kind of – it's more behind the scenes from a coaching standpoint. You see the coaches, you see them getting after them, all those things. But there's so many other uh, aspects and, and uh, people that are a support system for these young men. And so we have athletic academic coordinators that even now at, at Liberty that work with them from an educational standpoint to say, okay, here's where you're at uh, as far as the classes that you have, here are the hours that you need, here's how you need to progress through your major. you got an academic coordinator also. Um, but but this position is a little bit more steered toward, okay, we understand that the, the work-life balance of football and academics. And so um, I had the opportunity with uh, Coach Chizik, Gene Chizik and his staff to be a part of, of that. And um, everything that I've done, I feel like it's been, been quite a learning experience. That was a good experience uh, in a lot of ways. But for me, it also let me know that, man, I won't be on the field. You yeah. know? It's, it, it's not – in my DNA, or at least at that time, it wasn't in my DNA. And this time, it's not my DNA to be, you know, in a, in that office and, and kind of, uh, you know, being in that position. But it's the same thing that you do as a coach. 
So it wasn't far from it except for the actual X's and O's game plan standpoint. And, uh, you know, I, I worked around great people uh, uh, there as well, and they helped me just to continue to develop as a leader, I think. so. And plus, it wasn't bad to get to see my bro play for – his senior year, you know, yeah. he, he, he had a fairly good senior year, you know, again, some lean years for them at Iowa State, not quite as, as successful as they were uh, initially, but, uh, and I didn't get to see him play in high school, you know, mm -hmm. except for one time, and that year I got to see him play every game for the most part, so uh, it was a blessing for sure. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, you know, yeah, like you said, it, it's, uh, it's tough to watch really any other team when you're in when you're in coaching in sure. season uh you know and, and i know there's you know a lot of games and stuff i miss people always say well did you see this guy play when he was in high school or did you see you know now as a as a high school coach you know I, i'm coaching on those same nights so it's like no i don't get to watch these these other guys but no, i get to call i would get the call every friday night when the game was over mm -hmm. for my dad and he i mean like i said at that time they were rolling he was playing yeah. running back and, and linebacker one of the uh, probably one, I was. I think I'd be safe to say one of the better athletes in the, in the city at that mm -hmm. time. And so, uh, but it ain't like it's different. It ain't. Yeah. It ain't the same as seeing it. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Um, you know, and I know. I know your dad was. You know, at all those games, all your games, and big support system for, for you sure. and, and your brother, and then the two younger brothers also. Which you know, I, I did get the opportunity to coach them a little bit. <laughs> you know, when they when they were really young. Uh, you know, I was excited to have them. I knew they'd have some good DNA. And no doubt. <laughs> knew, knew they'd be, you know, respectful and, and do all those things the they right better, way. Better have been, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and then uh, came back home uh, for a year and, and coached at the alma mater. You know, I had an opportunity to coach at Cranview for a short time. And uh, like you mentioned earlier, holds a special place in your heart mm -hmm. as well as mine. You know, how, how exciting was that to, to I mean, kind of step back from college so it's different, but at the same time, I mean, you're going home. Yep. So yeah. you got to be excited about that. It was just because, you know, at that time I had been in Iowa for, you know, between school and, and coaching eight, nine years as, as a total, you know, as mm -hmm. a whole. And so uh, to get back to during that time period, my wife was pregnant with our son, who was our first. Uh, so it was a lot of unknown still as a family and as a, uh, a father and a husband. Um, and to get back home and be able to experience that here. Uh, but like you said, to also be a part of the Grandview community again. I mean, it just, you know, just like anyone would, would describe, I would think it was it's unimaginable, you know, mm -hmm. being on the sideline where you played and, and now you're coaching and, uh, you know, just trying to bring respect and, and some sense of glory to the yeah. program just like you did when you played. Uh, that indescribable feeling. But, uh you know, it, it was something that we enjoyed thoroughly. Yeah, fantastic. Um, then you got the opportunity to go over to Lindenwood, over in the St. Louis mm -hmm. area, um, and coach safeties, and then down to Southwest Baptist uh, with a little more responsibility here for the first time. You're, <laughs> you know, special teams coordinator, recruiting coordinator. Um, I mean, I know from, from knowing you and knowing your family, you know, your work ethic mm -hmm. is, is a big part of that, why you were chosen for those roles, but – um, you know, just talk a little bit about that and how those conversations happened and how excited you were to, you know, have a little more responsibility. See, I appreciate Gary being nice because it, it, <laughs> it, it was, you know, part of my DNA and part of the work ethic, but it's also part of being um, 
not as knowledgeable as a young coach where you say, give me everything, give me all that I, that, that I can feel like I can handle. Um, but I think it forced, forced me to learn a lot at the same time. Um, you know, it forced me to learn a lot more in the special teams uh, portion of the game that, you know, I had only done from a return standpoint. I hadn't done anything else like that. And then recruiting-wise, I just feel like I've been fortunate and blessed. Uh, guys put me in, in position where um, it's something that's come natural uh, to me and, and we enjoy it. So, um, you know, to have that, that responsibility as well to kind of help see that you're making an impact as, as we put together the program. Um, and then the coach the DBs as well. So, uh, like I said, if I know now what I what I if I knew now what I know, yeah. however you say it, um, yeah. I probably wouldn't have have said yes to all three of those <laughs> things at the same yeah. time. I Especially mean, I, not as a young coach, not not having a ton of experience. So. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I haven't worked in college a ton, but uh, you know, from my couple years at Avila, I mean, to wear all three of those hats, I mean. Because special teams, a third of the game, and There's so I mean, in high school, I feel like you know it kind of it gets worked in with other things, you know. But in college, I'm sure it's like, no, you got your own time to do this, and you know you're trying to plan that, you're trying to plan what you're gonna do with your DBs, you're you're lining up recruits for different guys' areas, and hey, these are the kids we need to target, and I mean, just I, I can't imagine that's that's a ton of stuff. A lot, a lot of tread and water that yeah. those those two years <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So from there, you got the uh, opportunity to, to move on to West Georgia, um, you know, as the linebackers and then special teams coordinator again. Uh, you know, talk about the transition from, you know, going from you've pretty much been in the DB realm in defensive backfield at some point, but then moving down and working with linebackers. I, I feel like, uh, you know, the opportunity that presented itself at West Georgia. Uh, for for me and my family was one that was kind of the springboard from a career standpoint. You know, we were really able to spread our wings. Um, you know, I, I was learning a different position, coaching a different position, um, and, and it kind of really helped me to see things from a defensive standpoint from a broader scale. Uh, being a DB guy, you're thinking, mm -hmm. all right, safety's corners, safety's corners. Whereas, you know, I could tell you how the linebackers fit from a coverage standpoint, but I, I couldn't tell you, all right, this is how they're going to fit in the run game and this is how we're going to stop and do all of those things. And so, uh, you know, I also met Scott Simons, who I work with now as our defensive coordinator, Josh Aldrich, who's our D-line coach, and we kind of took off together uh, uh, there at, at West Georgia. You know, we were part of a team that went to the national semifinal game. Uh, we went – to the playoffs three out of the four years that we were there. Um, you know, we had All-Americans, All-Conference, you know, uh, guys that are playing in the NFL to this day. And it was just one of those deals where, where we were kind of, you know, in a different realm than we had been in, you know. Um, and, and it was where our success really started to come uh, after, you know, six or so years of, of coaching and kind of climbing throughout the ranks. Um, we were in a position where, um, you know, we were able to celebrate a little bit and enjoy that, that part of everything, so. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I remember obviously I've kind of followed, you know, everywhere you've been and following those West Georgia teams. You know, it just seemed like you guys kept kept growing and kept winning more and, and getting closer and closer. And, you know, with comes success, comes, you know, moving on to, to the next step. And, sure. I mean, it's always – I feel like it's always tough to leave any job, you know, especially when, you know, you're, you're as much of a family guy as you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that you and your wife – take all these moves and you know sit down and say hey what's what's best for us what's sure. best for the kids what's 
you know, what's my man happy ain't nobody happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like, you know, you're just here bouncing all over the country, um, you know, and, and doing it on your own. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you keep bringing up that, that support system that you have at home. Uh, so then you, you got the opportunity after three years at West Georgia to, to move on to the Incarnate Word. Um, you were there for a year as the safeties and recruiting coordinator. And then that brings you to Liberty. Uh, where you are currently. So how did the opportunity from moving on from Incarnate Word to uh, to Liberty, where did that opportunity come about? Well, you know, kind of just what you were saying as far as moving throughout and going throughout, we've, we've been fortunate. We've been blessed, man. You know, God has, has put us in a situation where we've been able to grow the young men that we've been a part of their lives, uh, you know, help hopefully grow the programs we've been a part of and, um, you know, just in turn continue to move forward. And so – um, the relationship that I made with Scott uh, at, at University of West Georgia um, has really kind of blossomed us to where we're at at Liberty because he, again, like I said, is a defensive coordinator. And, um, you know, I got a call almost a year ago uh, to the day, you know, him talking about him him possibly taking the job at, at Liberty and saying, you know, I want you to be a part of this program. You know, uh, there's a couple of different conversations that were going on as far as what capacity that could be in. You know, there was things that we had to weigh as far as from a family aspect. Of, is that the right move for us? Uh, you know, especially, you know, we were part of history at UIW as well, winning conference and mm-hmm. being the first team to do that and then to take them to the playoffs. And so, uh, you know, we prayed about it like we do everything. And this, this move, though, was the first time I sat down with my wife my son and my daughter, I mean, Cameron's not old enough to understand, mm-hmm. but Reagan and I said, all right, if we do this, then we're all doing this. It's not just mom and dad talking to you about doing it. It's all of us making a decision. And it was kind of like, yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. we before we made that decision. And then, you know, we prayed on it and, you know, just felt like it was a really good move. And so to see the season unfold the way that it did this year, um, you know, to see us to, to have the success that we did, uh, it just feels like dream come true, blessing come true type of situation. So, yeah, and um, they just recently transitioned, uh, you know, up mm-hmm. to the uh, you know Division One level, and you guys won the first bowl game in school history. So it was a historic season. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. So congratulations on that. And how was the you know how was the transition and. When, um, you know, you're working for a legend, Hugh Freeze, I mean, it was a lot of news about he was battling some sickness, you know, toward the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, so I'm sure that took a lot of trust in him to you assistant coaches, you know, especially probably his right-hand man, you know, to make sure the day-to-day and, and things were going. So just talk a little bit about, I guess, from, from a year ago, you know, when everything came down and you decided, like, hey, this is what we're doing, we're going. Um, you know, what was kind of the first steps and then, working for Hugh Freeze and, and all those things. Well, uh, you know, always with transition, it's usually I'll have to leave before they do. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think I had just got them down to San Antonio in July because we were pregnant with Cameron. Uh, and so she, my wife stayed to make sure that, you know, we weren't trying to go back and forth as far as doctors. And it's important to me that uh, my, my kids finish school wherever they are. Uh, Tay's pretty good athlete, you know, so he enjoys rec baseball and his travel baseball team and so before I could just pull them away from everything you know I got there and kind of laid a foundation in San Antonio they get there in July and then I'm telling them in January uh, (laughs) that we're going to probably be moving again you know that that was uh, 
difficult, but not because, like I said, everybody had said yes, and they, mm-hmm. they felt like it was good for our family. And so we get there in March, uh, get them there in March. But prior to that, we had to hit the ground running from a recruiting standpoint. Um, you know, when, when I talked to Coach Freeze for the first time, he was, you know, I don't know how this is going to go, but these are the things that I'm looking for. First and foremost, a man of God. Second of all, man that's going to impact the guys that he's coaching. And then third, uh, the best coach that, that we can have. But those other two come before who you are as a coach. And so when you hear that, you're like, for me, that's important. That's that, mm-hmm. that's that's falls in line with who I am and what I'm about. And so I was like, well, Coach, you don't have to worry about that. You just, you know, trust me, trust Scott, uh, that when we get there, we're going to make it happen. And so uh, he did end up hiring me, obviously. And, and we got there, and we got two weeks to sign the rest of our signing class. I think they signed five or so uh, in the early period last year. And so, you know, we could sign up to 25 a year depending on the number of, of, of uh, signatures and scholarships that we have. And so, uh, you know, I, I got there for probably two days, and then I was in Atlanta, and then I was in Richmond, and then I was in Dallas. And then, I, you know what I mean, yeah. just all over the place. Because you think of some of the guys that you've been recruiting that maybe at the FCS level you're trying to snag a higher-level guy. Uh, so those guys now come into play from your FBS standpoint. And then, you know, who are guys that didn't get signed in that first period that you can go get? So we did a, a really good job signing the best recruiting class that they had had there. And we had basically two weeks to do it. Uh, you know, fast forward us to spring ball. It's implementing our defense with guys who have no idea what we expect. Not the guys that you technically or, or you know, have recruited there. You know, trying to get them up to speed mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. And so um, – the cover wasn't bare there by any stretch of the imagination. We have a quarterback, Buckshot Calvert. We had a receiver in um, uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden that, you know, those two alone were huge pieces of what we do offensively. Defensively, uh, in my room partic- in particular, uh, we had a young man that was coming back, Bajor Wilson, that was a you know All-American type kid um, that I leaned heavily upon in his first year. And then outside of that, we had guys that had either not played or that were freshmen. Uh, that came in and so um, you know a lot of our youth was able to get some experience this year you know throughout the season Um, you know at one point in time I think it was New Mexico State we played them the first time we had like six freshmen on the field on defense not on not period on defense Um, and to see them just mature for them to grow for them to perform the way that they did against Georgia Southern uh, who I think everybody knows they didn't know. No one gave us a chance to win that game, mm-hmm. which yep. we, we 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 kept in our pocket a little bit. If anything, Coach Freeze is he's a competitor for sure, so uh, he he continued to remind us about that. But to see us grow as a team, as a staff, you know, to to learn him what he's about, uh, to go through him with go through with him the illness that he experienced at the beginning of the year, uh, man, it felt like three years in one type of deal. So when we won. On the 21st, I mean, everybody celebrated and was excited, but it was just, you know, felt like you went through so much. And our goal was tougher together. Uh, that was our kind of mantra throughout the season, and, and I think it was very fitting for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's an excellent deal. And um, how was it, you know, when, when you guys first come in as a new staff and, mm-hmm. you know, you have these guys that you didn't sign that, that were already there. And I mean, there's always going to be some guys that are like, I'm out. You know, new coaches. If I can get new coaches, I'm gonna go somewhere else. But uh, how did you guys kind of say, "Hey, we got to keep some of these core guys around"? You know, we don't mm-hmm. want to start completely from scratch. Like you said, the cover wasn't bare. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure there's certain key guys we got to keep. How, how was that process? I think a part of that was 
it's who your head coach is. Um, you know, and it's not just saying it to say it. It's just what it's about. His main goal uh, in meeting one is to capture the hearts and the, uh, the minds of the young men that we are coaching. Because no matter what our scheme is, no matter what we're trying to do, offensively or defensively, if we capture them in that way that has nothing to do with football, you know like I do and you guys know, you know, as being sports minds and, and guys that are around around sports, when you get guys that believe in you and believe in what you're talking to them about, it don't matter what you're talking about. It's that belief, you know, that, that triumphs, that supersedes all of those other things. So when we were able to do that, uh, especially with the guys that had been successful there, like I said, the two on offense, you know, more than two, but those guys, you know, the defensive end, Jesse Lemonier and, you know, uh, Solo, our linebacker, when those guys feel it, now they're leaders on the team. So now they're digesting what you say, and then they're, they're, they're giving it to the team as well. And uh, I feel like we just kind of were able to do it now. That doesn't mean we didn't have bumps. That doesn't mean we have guys that say this is not for me or we're going to move on or, you know, any of those things. But the nucleus and the guys that we felt like we were counting on, uh, really bought into what we were talking about. And, uh, you know, it was also, you know, being blessed for them to, to trust us, you know, because they had to do that as well. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just, all right, this is what we're going to do now. You either get with it or get gone. Uh, they had to trust us. And, and so um, when we were able to do that, we felt like we could be special and have a chance. I mean, Coach, Coach said in his uh, in his uh, introduction interview, that we we're going to win a bowl game. And I'm sure everybody that was sitting there was like, man, that sounds good. Yeah. You know, they're excited about it and, and all of those things. Now, the program had been, like I said, they had done well at the FCS ranks and before. Um, but to hear him say that, I'm sure there was a lot of naysayers and doubters. And for it to come to, to pass, uh, it's a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's so key, you know, getting those guys – because especially, you know, with the way transfer is now, mm-hmm. transfer portal, and I mean, to get that nucleus, um, you know, but it sounds like Coach Freeze is, is of a like mind as you are and, and how I've came up is, you know, we're, we're building men. For sure. We just happen to be doing it through football. For sure. I mean, X's and O's are important. I mean, you got to know those, but I feel like m- most of the coaches I've worked around know, know the X's and O's part, mm-hmm. but there's certain guys that are better – with the athletes, with the kids, and really reaching them than others. And I feel like that's where you make your difference. Yeah. Well, it's just like with, with, just like with the athletes, you can teach them the X's and O's. You know what I mean? If, if you're a coach, you know, like you said, hopefully at some level you have a basis of X's and O's and, and, and game plan and schematics that, that you're going to uh, implement with your offense or defense. But if you can't relate and have a, you don't have a relationship with the guys that you're coaching, with the, with, with the, the men that you're trying to grow, I mean, it don't matter what you're yeah. going to teach them, you know, from that standpoint. If you can, then you, you could tell them red is blue and blue is red, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they're going to pretty much believe it because they believe in you. Because, so. yeah. you know, I mean, any offensive formation, you know, you want to draw up, you know, I'm sure you could get on the board and, and draw it against the 4-3, against the 4-4, four, four, against 3-4. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all, all those things, I mean, they matter at the end of the day. But like you said, it's really just getting those kids to believe in you. Yeah. And then it don't matter what you're selling because yeah. they're, they're going to buy it. They're in doubt. There's no doubt about it. And 
those are the ones that are successful. You know, mm-hmm. those are the teams uh, that are successful, and it takes an ownership for for the players as well. You know, you always hear the best teams are player led teams, not yep. just the ones that are going to listen to what coaches say, but the guys are going to stand up in some challenging times and say, "Hey, man, I know you guys might not like what I'm going to say, but this is what we need to do as players. This is what we need to do as men outside of the program. You know, we don't need to be out." all times of the night. We don't Mm -hmm. need to be doing this, that, or the other that's going to cause problems or cause issues. Um, You know, this is how we need to reel it in, dial it in, and get ready to go. So, Yeah. And I I retweeted something the other day. I think it was during the uh, LSU bowl game that uh, the cameras caught, you know, them because it was getting a little snippy. Mm. And, you know, it caught. Yeah. 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 And, you know, he called his teammates over and was like, hey, we're we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. They might be doing it because they're frustrated or they're doing whatever. You know, and I retweeted that always means so much more coming from that guy than any coach on the staff, whether it's Ed Orgeron, you know, or not. Any other coach doesn't matter. It means so much more coming from that guy because that's their peer. No, I agree. I mean, that's a great example because I know I saw the exact same uh, clip. And, man, it makes me think about something my dad would tell me growing up because I'm the oldest of of my brothers. And he would say, man – what you do and what you say is almost more important than what I do and say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how's that? You're my dad. You're our dad. You know what I mean? He yeah. said, but you're right there, you know, not too far in age from them. You know, they hear about what dad did and could do and who he was and all of those things, but they see you actually doing it. So it, it, it's a different uh, – it hits different than it does with him just saying it because now mm-hmm. it's your parents saying you better, you better, or you should, or you have to as opposed to your brother, your sibling, your friend, your peer, saying, hey, you should, and this is why. So, mm-hmm. And, I mean, speaking of that, we, we talked about, you know, your your youngest or your younger brother, Brandon, got to go play at Iowa State, mm-hmm. Division One football. You know, the, the twins got to go to Southwest Baptist. Um, you guys were there at the same time, right? I was, yeah, I was there. For the first couple of years. Probably the hardest thing. I was there with them for a year before I left okay. to go to West Georgia. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, so they did kind of, you know, follow your example and make mm-hmm. sure – that they were taking care of business off the field, um, and then the, the business on the field always takes care of itself. For sure. You know, I mean, if you can play, you can play, but if you don't have any grades, it doesn't matter how good you are at that point. Not a lick. Not and I mean, a lick. I know, you know, you were a guy that, that always took care of that stuff, and so they kind of did follow that example. Yeah, they did. And the thing that they did is they followed the example, and then they blazed their own trail too, mm-hmm. which is always neat. You know, even for the twins, I mean, they're, you know, you think the exact same person. But, the, you know, they all three uh, individually did things well on the field, off the field, you know, academically. Um, and even to see them do things better. Brandon was probably a better athlete than I. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably one of the only times you're going to ever hear me say that. <laughs> but he probably was a better athlete We can than edit I. that out. They were better. Um, <laughs> better uh, in the classroom than I was. You know what I mean? Uh you know, those guys graduate with over 3.0 GPAs in college. You know, something that wow. is a big deal, you know, yeah. that, that's extremely exciting to look at. So everybody kind of had an individual path that they took. Uh, but it does feel good that, that hopefully I was a, a positive example for them as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that speaks to, you know, to also how wonderful, you know, your parents are. You know, all you guys finished school, all of you earned scholarships at the NCAA level, mm-hmm. um, you know. All of you finished college, and and all those things. I mean, that's just that's so important and so key. Um, you know how how the example that 
you know, your your parents were to you guys. And then I know to some other young men, too, that were, you know, kind of in the, in the twins' age area, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that maybe didn't have that, that figure at home yeah. due to whatever was going on in the home. And that's and I, just – I mean, it's just a blessing is all I can say and all I can think about, you know, to just be in that position uh, where we feel like God has – you know, I, I know my I know my father was placed in certain young men's life for a reason. You know what I mean? Because like you said, I'll have guys that I grew up with that'll say, "Man, I mean, you you yeah. you know my dad," and and you know they'll say, "Man, you know, Big Rick would he be on me? He motivate me. He do all of these things." And you know, for it to kind of just trickle throughout uh, the, the men in our family, uh, but it also took a strong mama as well to yeah. be in there with all them boys and all those men. Um, and so, man, I just feel like we've been blessed throughout. You know, our story continues to be written, um, and we just hope that we can continue to impact uh, not just through football but but, but through life and, and hopefully the way we go. Like you said, football is just a tool that I get to use mm-hmm. uh, to impact the men that I have the opportunity to do. Yeah, and I know you're going to continue to do that. So off the big bowl win, you know, you've, you've kind of had some time off. I'm sure, you know, you, you, you leave tomorrow. So yes, I'm sir. sure – Next week, recruiting, getting started. So next week, we're back in the office. Um, it's still the dead period, NCAA. Oh, that's right. So we're not allowed to go out uh, uh, and uh, in-person recruit. Um, we'll start to evaluate some of our 2021 guys. Uh, we signed, oh, I think we signed 24, 25 um, okay. at the early signing period. Um, and so, you know, we're in a position right now where we're, doing, we're, we're in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have some guys that come in. Um, those last couple visit weekends. But for the most part, we're starting to transition and, and get ready for our 21 class. Okay. So pretty much got your class of 20 guys. And as most, you know, with, with the early signing period, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's changed the way mm-hmm. things are done, um, you know, at the, the Division One level. I mean, most of most of your schools are going to be pretty much done with, with your 20 for now. Yeah. For – I mean, you're, you're most most of them. Yeah, and we're in a good spot because some of those guys were, or prefer walk-on guys. You know, some of those guys are scholarship guys. So we'll still have some room um, where we'll be able to add to that class. But uh, we feel really good about the guys that we were able to sign in that first period and, and looking forward to finishing up. Okay. Um, we do have some high school players, athletes that, that watch the show and listen to the show. So, and, I mean, they hear me at Shawnee Mission East. They probably get tired of hearing me talk about – but it takes to be a college athlete in the difference. So coming from a, a college coach, Division One bowl winning coach, um, you know what what kind of athletes, what kind of things do they need to do to to be eligible? Well, you know, without me going into detail, you know, we got to dance around yeah. NCAA regulations and stuff. The biggest thing you got to take care of your business um, as a young man, and when I say that, that means academically putting yourself in a position. Where you where you've uh, you're not just getting by in class, you know you're being successful in class. You're earning, you know the GPA requirements that you have, the NCAA test score requirements, SAT test score, uh, ACT test score requirements that you need to have. Um, also, being a person that is willing to do more, you know I think it's important that you're not a young man that's going to do just enough. Because if you're going to do just enough in the classroom, you're going to do just enough on the field. You know, mm-hmm. we always talk about being able to trust the guy next to you on fourth down. You know, if I can't trust you any other time, why would I be able to trust you during that period? Um, and, and, you know, we look for guys that love the game as well. You know, we look for guys that, 
think about it outside of when they're playing it. You know, they're doing things to keep themselves in shape, whether it be another sport, uh, whether it be focusing on that particular sport in football. Uh, you know, not a guy that just – excited about it when August comes, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it's more than that when you get to college. You know, yeah. you got a full year uh, of work. And so the dedication and the time that we put in last spring, over the summer, into the season, when we want, when you win that game on uh, on December 21st, when you win that bowl game, man, you're like, man, you know why it's worth it now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know why you're willing to do it and push that extra and sweat a little bit more and be in that heat and, you know, just go through all of those different things. Um you, you, and even when if you didn't, let's say we didn't win that game, uh, that doesn't mean that it's any less uh, important by any means. It doesn't mean that it was not worth it. Uh, it just means that maybe I need to work a little harder, do a little mm-hmm. bit more. And so when, I, when I'm talking to high school guys and when we're recruiting, you know, first thing I'm going to talk to them about is their academics, where are they at there. Uh, the second thing I'm going to talk to them about is what kind of person they are. Uh, with their family at the school. You know, I'll talk to the counselor. We'll talk to the secretary, whoever it may be, to see, all right, what kind of person is Gary Carl? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, who are you as a player? Because hopefully you have some intangibles. You, you do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be there to talk to you or be recruiting you. And uh, with those intangibles, we're going to be able to teach you what we want you to be able to do. And I feel that way. You know, most coaches do. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a, a, a arrogance. You know, hopefully it's not looked at that. But I feel like I can teach you what I want you to do. I yeah. feel like I can teach you what I need you to know. Uh, but you got to be willing to do that work and, and to meet it halfway. So, Yeah, I mean, I know you talked about the intangibles and, and some of those things. I know there's a high school job open, you know, here in the area that has not been successful. But a friend of mine, you know, and, and talking to him, he's like, well, why haven't guys won there? And I said, well, I really don't feel like they've had the buy-in. Mm. I feel like they have enough athletes that they can get some things done, but they haven't had the right guy. And I think the right guy is necessary anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got to get – because like we talked about before, you got to get the buy-in. you got to get you got to get those kids to believe in you first. For sure. And then once they believe in you, then, you know, they'll run through that wall. They'll, they'll do whatever they need to do. It's not a – the work ethic can be taught. Mm. I mean, you know, you know that. You, you learn that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to, to kind of see how all that unfolds too. But, you know, the coaching carousel. Oh, yeah. At, at the high school level. Yeah. It's that time of year everywhere, man, from you NFL know. to college to, to high yeah. school. No so. no, no big moves for you, though, so far. Man, I, nothing, nothing that I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing that I know. Man, we just, you know, like I said, we, yeah, we stay faithful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they might have an opening up here. <laughs> I heard the Dallas Cowboys job will be open eventually. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, if if uh, if Gary over there does hashtag on your name, we'll fire him. We'll fire him. <laughs> no, no, no. Man, I try to stay, we'll, I try we'll to stay him, out of that we'll, stuff. We'll ban him from social media. There you go. I try to stay out of all of it as much as I can. Obviously, you work, and you just hope that you do the best job that you can. Not hope. You, you work to do the best job that you can. And, um. You know, if blessings come your way, you you know, you want to make sure that you attack them and, and uh, evaluate them the correct way. Um, but, you you know, I can't hashtag anybody because I don't want to be in that – I don't want to yeah. be on that other side of it, man. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, as a coach, you just – you know, you, you don't want to be 
in that position if you can help it. You know, we were, you, we were talking about Gary. hashtag fire Jason you know, Garrett. Ten years, diehard Cowboys fan. I just, I've seen enough. And this, but, well, that just means that with you being in Kansas City, you need to be a Kansas City fan. That's all I, I mean. Well, you see, I'm decked out in Chiefs gear today, so you know, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I lost a bet, so you know, we're wearing Chiefs gear on the show today. But uh, we get Jason Garrett out of town. Maybe we we'll Dallas start winning some more games. Still got my cup though. So. You know, you guys are going to, like you said, uh, you've pretty much got your, your 20 class finished up, start working on 21. You know, I mean, before you know it, we got the convention coming up here in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then you'll be uh, moving on and probably getting ready for spring ball after that. We will. We'll get ready. We'll, we'll start spring ball. Uh, you know, we'll make a fi- we'll finalize a date. But last year we started end of February, beginning of March. Okay. Uh, we'll probably be around that same period. Uh, we finished up by the end of March and then – uh, you know, once you hit about the middle of April, um, you're in a position where you're able to go back out and start to evaluate uh, the 21 class. Mm-hmm. So you can see them practice and, and see them uh, in, in some situations like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How big is it, um, you know, it, obviously with recruiting, being able to see guys practice in spring ball at the high school level? I think in those states that allow it. It's a big deal. Um, you know, you can't have any interaction with them outside of the practice. So you can see them, you know, mm-hmm. move around. You can see them work out. But, you know, I think the big thing for you is just getting a, a, a fundamental knowledge of who that young man is, mm-hmm. you know, when he's in that situation. Because just like for us, spring practice is almost like, you know, in season, you know, you're learning more of the scheme and growing some of those guys that, that are, are still young in the program. But uh, you're competing and trying to compete like you got a game on Saturday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you get to see guys in that situation. Um, it also helps because you can't see everybody play in the fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? We only have so many days that we're able to evaluate in game days in the fall. And so uh, you can you don't get to see everybody. So when you can see some of those guys, you know, in the spring, in, in the states that have spring ball, man, it helps a, a ton. Uh, and gives you a good idea who they are so that when you see them being successful in the, in the fall, you, well, I know he's yeah. going to be doing that based off what I saw in the spring. So. Yeah, so Missouri, Kansas, get with the program. Let's, <laughs> let's get some spring football up here, man. Come on. <laughs> Killing me. I can't, I can't. you know, got got regulations on what I can do. Missouri's gotten better with the summer stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, since we were, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the 25 contact days and, and all that, but. You know, it helps with recruiting and, um, you know, a guy out of Kansas City that's getting a lot of headlines right now is Isaiah Simmons. Oh, they're in the doubt. You know, I mean, I'm sure. Ball player, man. Yeah, that kid. I, I, uh, his senior year was my first year at Shawnee Mission East okay. when he was at Olathe North. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much single-handedly beat us in the quarterfinals <laughs> that night. Uh, you know, I mean, he just – he was running all, all over the field, making every tackle. and You know, he just lined – we were flex bone then. And, they lined him up at safety and about 12 yards. and I mean, he just came downhill whichever way we ran the option. Right. He's, he's unreal. <laughs> you know, he took a kickback and ran a bubble screen. <laughs> the bubble screen was on our sideline. and It was one of those. It was right in front of me. And I thought our safety had a good angle on him. Mm-hmm. And he just hit another gear. And I was like, yeah, none of our kids have that gear. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, good for him. Hey, spe- it's a lot of special talent, man, uh, you know. here in the area as well as throughout. So, yeah. That's the neat thing I always get to see, especially when it's from home. You know, yeah. I mean, you like to see guys be successful. I mean, Darren Sproles was a no, guy that no was, doubt. you know, he was he's around your age, mm-hmm. and you know, so he would have been making the buzz, you know, 
Big time. When, when when you were you were coming out and all those things. I mean, we we got some pretty good players here in Kansas City. Oh, I agree. You know, I so agree. We're, we're trying to you know we're trying to get the get the word out on that. You know, <laughs> let these high schools know, especially you know, I mean, MUKU and K State, like. You know, let's recruit some of these local kids, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, some local kids out there in Virginia you guys take a look at just because they're in your back door. Oh, I mean, you got to take care of home. Yeah. You know, wherever you're at, uh, in my opinion, you know, you, you got to take care of your home. Um, and so, you know, Virginia is extremely important to us from a recruiting standpoint. Um, you know, we're going to have other places that we we can go because we've been successful recruiting as a staff, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in different places in the southeast and, and, and throughout the nation. But And if you don't, you're not taking care of Virginia, you know, it's tough. Yeah. You know, and then to see those guys that are four-year guys are running back this year, uh, the four-year uh, kid from, from Virginia, and to see him, you know, play the way that he did down the stretch for us, play the way he did in the bowl game, his mom be there, his high school coach be at the bowl game, I mean – yeah, you know that you don't get any better than that. So um, you got to always make sure you take care of your backyard. I would yeah. agree. I mean, recruiting is is all about relationships too, not just with the kids, but mm-hmm. with those coaches mm-hmm. that you know you you've developed over you know all your stops. Certain coaches that you know, if they call you about a guy, for sure, you they're, trust. They're, yeah, mm-hmm. they're not going to say like, "Hey, you got to come look at this guy." You turn on the film, and you're like, "I just wasted my time." Yeah, you know, you know, certain guys call you. About a kid, you're like, oh, he could play. That's for sure. He could play for us. Yeah, that's for sure. So, you know, you build those relationships. Um, anything else that uh, you want to hit on or any, any shout-outs? No, man, man. shout-out always to, uh, like I said, to home, to Grandview. You know, love it dearly. Always will. Uh, to my brothers, to my family. Um, uh, very close family, even though we're a pretty big family outside of just our, our immediate family. RNT always takes care of me. Uh, man, and you, proud of you, man. You know, yeah, to, to see you come from where we were in high school, you know what I mean, where you've been throughout. Um, see you as the dad. See you as the guy that is taking care of business and doing things big here, man. I appreciate you having me and, and proud to see you, brother. Well, hey, I'm proud of you. And, you know, like I said, I always follow your career. And, you know, we exchange text messages every once in a while. <laughs> You know, every time you get a new job, seems like you were moving there. You know, couldn't keep track. But, Ain't never, uh, never too busy to return a call or a text. Oh, yeah, though, I know, I know Ever. that. Ever. I appreciate that. We appreciate you coming in and taking some time today, you know, on your vacation. and Enjoy the rest of it and then get back to work, man. Bigger bowl game next year, right? Man, that's the hope. That's the plan. Yeah, yep. That is the plan. Get one closer to New Year's, hey, right? Yeah, that will take that for sure. Yeah. We'll take that. But I appreciate you guys having me, man. I think you guys, you know, got a, got a good setup, 101 shows. Hey. So you're doing something right. We, 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 we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep trying. So I'm Gary with Midwest Mics. I'd like to, again, thank our guest, Ricky Hundley, for coming in today and spending some time to talk to us uh, on his vacation. Grandview alumni, Drake alumni, uh, now coaching cornerbacks at Liberty University out in Virginia. So we'll be right back after this. Pay homage to basketball legends in the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame and interactive college basketball experience. The official Hall of Fame for men's collegiate coaches and players. We are 
the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. Hi, I'm Jimmy Chavez with the Jayhawk Sports Network. And if you would like to have the same historical experience in the same arena that KU, Mizzou, K-State, the Kansas City Kings, Comets, and many other college and pro teams play at, including a Final Four, then Hy-Vee Arena, formerly Kemper Arena, is your place to host your next basketball volleyball, wrestling, or anything that can be played on a hardwood floor. You could host your next practice, game, or tournament at Hy-Vee Arena for as little as $6 per person. That's right, $6, anybody, anytime. We have all the amenities you need from team rooms, locker rooms, food court, and team meeting space. That's right, we are open to anyone. So check us out at HyVearena.com or call 816-505-0404 today to book your historical experience. Van life has been defined as the continuous, everlasting void of living in a van. And if van life is calling you, then you should check out vanduit.com. Vanduit can be used as a primary vehicle with seven passenger seating, convertible to a camper van, or anywhere in between. Go ahead, give our site and blog a gander. We assure you, it's going to make you say, you, Vanduit. 816-944-2229. Or check us out at vanduit.com. .com. Where are you from? I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, Carbon, Illinois. From Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. We're from Omaha, Nebraska. Kansas City. California. Well, so what made you choose Woody's over all the other dealers out there? Do you think? Definitely the price. I have so many different vehicles and a lot. No hassle. No fees processed. At wowwoodies.com. At Klein, we rent vans, minivans, SUVs, pickup trucks. We rent for church trips, vacations, weddings, construction, business travel, luxury travel, climbvan.com and wildwoodies.com for all your transportation needs. I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you live from the Uclick TV studios right here inside the High V Arena. And, uh, man, it was great. I felt like I was just catching up with an old friend and there were some cameras rolling. Yeah, that was good. It was kind of cool to watch you guys do that. I was like, man, I'm going to step back here for a sec because, uh, you know, I know you guys got history together, so it was kind of nice to see you guys just kind of catching up and stuff. So uh, thanks to Ricky for coming on the show. Yeah, man, that was awesome. Uh, you know, we worked together at uh, Grandview and at Roosevelt and, you know, went to high school together and knew each other through that. And so it's just been, uh, it's been great, you know, catching up with him. And I've, like I said, I've followed his career and just waiting for him to get a big time job and, you know, hire me. What are you saying? Liberty's not a big time job. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Where he's he's like in charge. Yeah. He's like head coach. Yeah. He comes look. He's a head coach. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. (laughs) Nah. Uh, so, no, but thanks again to Ricky uh, for taking some time on his vacation to just kind of come hang out and talk. That was really fun. Had a good time. Yeah, pretty cool. So, let's move on to doing uh, some uh, – we got some NFL action. Yeah. This weekend, playoffs are starting up. My uh, – Hold on. Hey. Jim's in. There's hey. Jim. Do you want to say Jerry, something? Yeah, Jerry Jones playing with every Dallas Cowboy right now. Everybody that's told him to fire Jason Garrett, he's saying – 
I'm going to tease you a little bit, Gary. Yeah. Actually, actually, uh, uh, when he said that, I was like, man, that makes sense because yeah. Jerry's like, I'm not He's letting anybody – I'm not going to let anybody tell me what to do, so I'm not going to fire him right away, and I'm going to be stubborn about it. Is there any chance he brings him back? The longer this goes on, the more it think, makes me think that they are working on a contract extension. Yeah. I could be wrong, but, I mean, that's, that's what I think. I, I also could see Show us your moving. scared face right now, but that is if, not true. Show us your scared face. Uh, the camera right in front of me. Oh, yeah, right in front of me. There Show us you, how, how if, if Jason Garrett is back next year, what you're going to look is like. Is that the scared face? <sighs> Nothing. You remember no. the Bears guys? Like remember the Bears guys that go. used to say the Bears? The yeah, Bears. The Bears. Okay. Say, kind of act like one of those guys about Jason Garrett. Well, I, I think we need to get more of an honest reaction if it happens. I'll have to do like a Facebook Live or something. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, uh, I don't want to—I'm not a good actor. I'm not an actor, so. <laughs> so one one of the things we uh, mentioned was Ricky mentioned that Gary's wearing Chiefs gear today. Uh, it's because you know if you've been following the show, we look at that. It's very nice. Looks good. He's getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, but he is a Chiefs is, fan, so this isn't. Yeah, he's like his Chiefs are his second team for sure, uh, because that's good. You know, he roots for the Chiefs with his wife. We just do that. We had a nice bet going on where it was every four games. Whoever did better between Chiefs, Cowboys, the other person would have to wear the gear. I got lucky. I only had to wear it once. Uh, Gary had to wear it three times. Three times. What's that Chiefs hat had a good you're wearing year. right now? Huh? What's that hat you're wearing right now? That's Ray Peck. Ray Peck, Ray Peck Panthers. Ray Peck Panthers. I live in Raymore, so it's Ray Peck Panthers. Uh, who we lost our head coach, so yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, but he's going on bigger he's, things. He's going to go be the OC at Rockers. So Chiefs finished out the season really nice. They did. Um, started, Dallas was two and two. Started yeah, started the winning streak at the end with a win in yeah with a win in Mexico. I think was the beginning of the streak, and then we finished it up by also being the Chargers at the end, which was really nice. So Chiefs put together some nice. You, no, that was a five win, you, five winning game winning streak. Do you remember the days? When Marino and the Dolphins used to hand it to the Chiefs back in the nineties, unfortunately, I actually don't remember it too much, man. Because Marino really hasn't really wasn't Marty good after like ninety five. But it was Mar- Marty Sch- early Marty Schottenheimer days, and it seemed like the Dolphins always handed it to us. And the fish, remember everybody called him Fish Face. And, yeah, and well, <laughs> you know what? My how have times changed? They yeah. they showed a segment on the news the other night. Where people were actually buying dolphin stuff, uh, you know what is uh, what's it's not the Kansas sampler, but the other stores that they have where they have all kinds of sports stuff. Yeah, they were buying, people were buying dolphin stuff right. in Kansas City. So people are dolphins fans now. You know, the funny thing about that being, it actually isn't such a huge surprise because the dolphins actually in their last eight games they went, I think they went four and four. Yeah, they were five hundred. They turned it around. And they really, I think the big thing was moving on from Rosen. Switching over to Fitzpatrick, and he played a really nice game. Patriots are definitely on the downswing, uh, but that takes us to our predictions yes. for the NFL playoffs. Ke- Kevin Harlan, what about? I mean, well, oh yeah, dude, Kevin Harlan was awesome. Him, that was I awesome. Mean, uh, come on, I calling mean, two games at the same time. I don't. I've even, done that before. Where we got you're just as good as him. Yeah. Where we got things going on, I'm like, well, this one's more interesting. <laughs> yeah, this Start one's yeah, absolutely. Game. Yeah, he did all. He did an awesome job with that. It was pretty cool. Well, and you know, he, he he still lives in Kansas City, right? Yeah, he's a Kansas City he, guy. He, he's a Kansas City guy. Yeah. So we forgot to ask Ricky about barbecue. Dang it! Ah. Ask him on Twitter. Yeah, we'll get him on Twitter. We'll get him to tweet it out. You're, you're, um, New Year's, you're kind of. Yeah, still, I know. I'm, I'm rusty. Still, you're still hungover uh, from New Year's. Yeah, uh, that I am not. But <laughs> well, yeah, 
All right, so we'll start with yeah, we'll uh, start with the, start playoff. the playoffs. What's the first game you want to do? Uh, let's just start with the AFC, which is this Saturday. You want to go all the way through the playoffs, or you just want to go through this weekend? Yeah, let's go through the whole thing real quick. Okay. Just real quick. We'll do all right, we'll do the bracket. We'll, we'll so we up. have number the five seed in the AFC is the Bills, and they are at the Texans, which is the four seed, so the four five matchup. Uh, that one is the early game on Saturday. Who you got? I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to pull out a close game. Um, I actually think not because of the quarterback, but because of Buffalo's defense. I think Deshaun will still have a you know a nice game, but I think the defense and the running game for Buffalo grinded out, win a tough game on the road. But I got Buffalo. Okay, uh, uh, Texas. You're going Texans? Yeah, Texans. All right. It's really that game's it's a big toss up. On it's the, it's kind of is. a toss up, but I'm going with the Bills also. I've been high on the Bills all year. So, uh, so for I'm, each for each game that we pick, the the winner gets dinner from you guys. So how many playoff games total are there? So every, oh, we got, week, every week somebody's going to be buying somebody dinner. All right. All right. One, let's see, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, by the time we get to the – yeah. Super I mean, are we just, so we're just going week by week, though. So it'll be the, the wild card games this so weekend. So the wild card right? games this weekend. So we both have bills. So you're going to have to buy us dinner after yeah. the Texans lose. Yeah. If All not, right. then we have to buy him dinner. AFC. That That's not fair. You guys can split it. That's true. Hey. All right, AFC. Like uh, Patriots, yeah, Titans. Yeah, Pats, Titans. Uh, Six gonna, versus the three. I'm going to do my thing and not try to overthink this game. The Patriots will beat the Titans. And once again, it won't be because of Tom Brady. Um, it'll be because New England's defense is legit. They are really, really good. And so New England will uh, shut down um, Tannehill and that running game. Too and, legit to quit. Yeah, Thomas Brady will do just enough, like just like we did last year. Yep. People were saying this stuff last year about Tom Brady. Right now, the the, right now the hot pick that I've, I've been watching a lot of sports shows this week. You know, I've been watching Colin. I've been watching First Things First. Um, the herd. Uh, what's what's the other one with Skip and Shannon? When, when does your wife say enough, Gary? When does your wife say enough? Uh, well, she's working during the day, so okay, right. I can watch whatever I want. But, I can uh, watch TV, whatever I want on she there. She doesn't have the yeah. parent control for sports no, on there for She doesn't. So I've been watching these these things this week, and the the hot pick is to take the Titans over the Pats. But I'm going to tell you this: I'm going Patriots. I am not picking against. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in Foxborough in January. I'm not going to do it. So I have to agree. With I'm going that. Pats. I have to agree. Simply with that. for that. Now, would I be shocked if the Titans upset them? No, I would not be shocked. I think this for me this week. There's only uh, there's only one uh, there's one shocker for me that that could potentially happen this week, and that'll yeah. probably be the, maybe the next game we're going to yeah, talk about. So I'm going Pats. He's got Pats. Who you got, Jim? Titans. Oh, man. This is, this is the year that, okay, you're going to have a film gate or video gate or whatever. I was reading about what the NFL is going to do on punishment. This is the year that the, the New England Patriots go down in flames big. I mean, I just, I just feel it. They're going to get in so much trouble. Last year at the end of the year, if you remember where the owner was. It, yeah. It, it was, is oh, the, yeah. It is, uh, it is the first time they've played on wild card weekend in like nine years. So. <laughs> I mean, it, still twelve and four. Flame of yeah. glory, they're going down in. So, all right, if well, no such thing as flame of glory. So we're them. both on the Bills and the Pats. Jim is taking the Texans and the Titans. So there Next you go. Next game of Vikings Saints. 
Yeah, Viking Saints, the six and three in the NFC. Saints, Drew, yeah. Bre- Drew Brees. Saints, Drew Brees. He's on fire right now, and he's going to continue to be on fire. So, New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to um, have a little redemption from last year. And yeah, I agree. I'm going to go yep. with Saints too. So, okay. So I'm not all... always taking the under yeah. underdog or the other one or whatever. I mean, I just kind of go with my. And we're just team. talking win outright. We are not talking against the spread. Here. Yeah, we're not talking spread. We're just spread. Spread. spread my mom be... taught me how to bet. Yeah, and, and so. pick teams, and you know how she picks horses. How's that? By what? By the way, they look, and she does well. So <laughs> see, I mean, my mom taught me right. There you go. So there, there it is. And the last wild card game is Seahawks at Eagles. Um, the five four matchup in the NFC. I think the Seahawks win this one by ten points. Wow. Really? No respect for the Eagles. Lions 1.5. It means you're betting, huh? The Lions 1.5. I mean, I'm going Seattle, Seahawks to win. Seattle, huh? Seattle. You said by 10? I think so. So you got to take Seattle minus one and a half. Yeah, I, I tend to. Uh, I'm going to bet all the games this weekend. Um, I'm likely going to lean to Seattle minus one and a half. Uh, for me, they're a little more consistent than Philly is. Philly's Philly is a lot of injuries, right? Nine and seven, ton of injuries. I'm, uh, throughout the year, they've had thirties, like thirty-seven or thirty-eight players yeah. on and off that injury injury deal. I think their nine and seven record is not exactly uh, showing of the team talent, but at the same time, I think Seattle's a really nice team, um, and so I'll take I'll take the quarterback too. I'll take Russell I mean, Wilson. It so. came down Seattle, San Francisco last week came down to the final play of the game. Yeah, and the Seahawks got stopped on the one inch line. Against San Francisco, who's the number one seed. Otherwise, so, we're talking about San Fran versus Philly. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I just I think Seahawks are the better team, and they'll yep. win. Jim, who you got? And I'm, go- I'm going back to the way my mom taught me. Never really liked Seattle and kind of the Dallas Cowboy colors, right? My high school colors were green and white, so and we were the Eagles. So going Philly. That's right, baby. And All right. You know what? I, I love a f- good old fashioned. Sandwich from Philadelphia. All right. So. Same. um, That would bring up the divisional round. Um, If it goes the way that that Austin and I predicted, you would have the five-seed Bills at the number one-seed Ravens. Yep. And I don't know the order of these games yet, so I just kind of put them in the the similar order to what we had. So it it may not necessarily be the first game. Um, so Bills at Ravens, Austin. Who you got? Bills at the Ravens. I will take the Buffalo Bills to upset the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens got hot too early, and you can kind of see it in their last two or three games where they played okay. They didn't their play last hot. Game, they didn't play anyone. Do what? In their last game, they didn't play like hardly any starters. I'm talking about the, like the two before that. Oh, uh, okay. So I mean, like the last, I'm looking at the stretch where they where their Baltimore was really, really hot mid-season, and then towards the last four games, uh, they still won, but just not as dominant as they were. Uh, I think Buffalo has just got the defense is going to figure them out. The thing about these the running the running quarterback and and the systems that they run is eventually it runs out. I'm basically I would basically be betting that it's running out now instead of after this season. Um, but eh, who knows? I'm, I might be wrong. I still think it's going to be a really good game. Same deal. If Baltimore beat him, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but I think Buffalo, it's a, it's an upset, and I think Buffalo's going to get him. So, I'm going Ravens. 
I've been high on the Ravens all year. Yep. Lamar Jackson, I've been saying, is the MVP since like week eight. I still think Wilson's going to end up with that MVP. I still think Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP, and I'm going Ravens over Bills. So, in Jim's case, he would have the Titans at the Ravens. I'm going to – I'm going Bills. No, it'll be Titans at Ravens. Oh, okay. Your bracket. Oh, okay. In your bracket. I see what you're saying. Because you said that the Texans and right, Titans right, would right, win. Right, right, so, right. Titans would then go to Baltimore. So, who you got? Um, Tennessee Titans. Again, with the upset. Wow. Yeah. I actually – I really have – I'll say that. I really don't have a lot of – I've watched Baltimore. I really got no faith in them. I really don't. I don't know. I just watch them. I'm like, Chiefs beat them already this year. You know, whatever. And I've seen them. Uh, they've lost uh, the the game that really sticks out to me is that Baltimore's lost. They lost to Bal- They lost to Cleveland, who was one, was a not a good team, and then didn't lose by. They lost by I think it was by three scores. And so when you see that happen, you just go, hmm, this team is is a one trick pony. As soon as somebody figures it out, they're done. So all right. So you have the Bills. I have the Ravens. And Jim has the Titans. So we've Next got game, I take Chiefs over Patriots. We got, okay. it, we got it covered. Yeah. So, Chiefs, Pats. Thank you. Um, Chiefs, again, Chiefs. This is where the New England dynasty Ends. dies. No, it, it ended the week before. This is where no, it dies. It, it ended the week before. <laughs> These guys, yeah, losing <laughs> the, the first the week. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. New England will come into Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes on a week rest. Uh, will beat New England and Tom Brady right here in Can- If this game was in Foxborough, I'd pick the Patriots. But it's not. It's going to be an Arrowhead. And Arrowhead's going to be rocking in the divisional round. Um, I know several people that will be there. And so I am going with the Chiefs to beat the Patriots. Uh, your matchup um, coming here to Kansas City would be the Bills. Or, no, excuse me, the Texans. Texans coming to Kansas City, Jim. You said you got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Jim, who you got? Who do you think? Chiefs. <laughs> Put the hammer down. Chiefs, baby. Chiefs. You know how many times I've ever <laughs> – I mean, we we got to get Mitch on here and let him put the hammer down. And, and start. Hey, let's do it. All right, so NFC. Uh, NFC. My NFC game would be uh, what it would be. Let's see, I had uh, – now I'm, i got to think. You, so went, you went Saints and Seahawks, right? Yeah, I went Saints, Seahawks. Okay, so Seahawks at San Francisco. Seahawks, San Francisco. I'm going to give it to uh, the Seahawks this one. I think the inch they get this time, uh, Seattle moves on. Okay, I'm going San Francisco. Again, I've been high on San Francisco all year. I said at the beginning of the year that they would win that division, and they did. Who's a genius? This guy. Yeah, you picked Dallas to win their division too. You did too, though. I picked Philly. I said if Wentz stays healthy all year, Philly wins. Did you? We, yeah, we I did. Go back and look at the tape. <laughs> I already looked at it the okay. other day. I said, Wentz stays healthy, Philly wins. All right. Well, there you go. Which is true. Wentz is the best quarterback in the division. All right. So, I got San Francisco. You got Seattle. Let's see. Jim's matched up in the NFC. Let's see. He did say Saints, and but he said Eagles. So, then it would be the Eagles at San Francisco, Jim. Okay. Who you got? Eagles. Wow. Rolling with Philly. Rolling with Philly special. A team that barely got in. Um, all right. Are they, are they, one thing I thought about Philly this year, I was like, are they the Giants from like 2007? No, nah, Giants were better. That'll be the reference. 9 and 7 Giants. They're 9 and 7. Giants were 9 and 7, snuck in. 
and made the, it to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. That'll be the referee game or the referee. Oh, I got you. Up. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Hey, uh, you know it's going to happen. I mean, look at all. I mean, how many? Oh, my gosh. It's not been a good year for the NFL officials. Yeah. Saints at Green Bay. Oh, Saints, Green Bay. I got Saints. Yeah, I got Saints all the way. <laughs> Drew Brees. He's going back to the NFC Championship. Yep. Uh, Saints all the way, all day. All day. Uh, Jim, Saints at Green Bay. Saints. Yeah. Saints. For the clean sweep. What? Saints come march home. It's going to be Chiefs and Saints in the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, I got that same thing. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. Um, my I stepped ahead. Of you that's all right. My AFC championship game is going to be the one and two seed in the AFC Chiefs at Ravens. Um, I have the Ravens winning that. Um, I'm riding the Ravens. I'm riding Lamar Jackson all the way to the ship, all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, your AFC championship, Austin Chiefs. You had the Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs win. Chiefs win that one by twenty-one. Okay, so you got the Chiefs. Buffalo's luck runs out right there. Okay, uh, Jim. Let's see. You you would also have. Who? Let's see. You would have Tennessee at Kansas City. Chiefs. All right, easy. So you guys both have the Chiefs being the home team and advancing to the Super Bowl. Yep. I have the Ravens being the home team and advancing to the Super Bowl. Um, send it. your hate tweets to Coach underscore Carl underscore SME on that because I am picking against the I'll, Chiefs. I'll give you his address. Hey, if Channel 5 can <laughs> give up Mahomes' yeah. address, I'll give I'll give yours out. There you go. There you go. Uh, my Super Bowl is Chiefs Saints. Yeah. I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs Super Bowl, just like I've been saying all year, they're doing it. That's it. Chiefs. Yep. Chiefs I had win. Saints at Saying San Francisco for the NFC Championship game, and I got San Francisco winning that. So we got Ravens San Francisco for the Super Bowl. In my opinion, um, Jim, what's your uh, NFC championship? Who, who's winning the NFC? Saints. Saints. Okay. So you two are on the Saints. It's going to be what it should have been last year, is what I'm saying. Okay. So you two are on the Saints. Yep. I'm on San Francisco. I have the Ravens. You both have the Chiefs. Yep. So over the next few weeks, we'll see who's right. So if you lose this and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, we're going to remember the, the, the pants with the Indian stripes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were those called? Zumbas? Is that it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Zumba. Zumbas. Zumba. We're going to get you Zumba'd up from top to bottom. Actually, I'll get my friend. He's the backup, Casey Wolf. We'll make him let you borrow his costume. All right. I bet uh, you I'll, those things don't even leave. You have to probably check those things out. Yeah, I, I will say this. Um, if the Chiefs do get to the Super Bowl, and there is an establishment, a sports bar out there that would like to host a Super Bowl party, um, reach out to us, uh, MidwestMikes at gmail.com, to uh, possibly have us do a pregame or postgame from the Super Bowl. We'll negotiate. So it could be the well, could be another <laughs> spot. Hey, you we'll feed talk, me. If you feed me, I'm good. You, yeah, talk I'll to you quick. If you, if you, you do you it feed for free me, as long straight. as there's food. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. So, MidwestMikes at gmail.com. Or if there's anybody else there that would like to sponsor the show here in the new year, uh, Purdy is coming back as a sponsor. So, DJ Purdy, he did a great job DJing at the uh, Show yeah, 100. Um, that's all the playoff games. We have picked them all the way through the Super Bowl. We do not know when our next show will be yet. Still working on that. Austin switching jobs. 
and so we're still working on scheduling but we're working on some I don't want to say huge guests because I don't want to discount anybody we've huge, ever had on the show. Huge, Because um, everybody we've had on the show has been great. But uh, we're working more on some local, local more high profile, higher profile. Interest. Uh, local interest. Local interest. You guys um, trying to be like politically correct right yes. now? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't want to guys that anybody. are like uh, high school coaches. Yeah. Now we're trying to get more local interest. Yeah. In so we're trying to get a really cool guy up in here. So you can say that. There you go. So we, today we had a really cool guy. I mean, Division One coach, bowl another, winning coach. We're trying to get another cool dude up in here. Yeah. So, another guy. Um, thanks again to Ricky for taking some time out of his vacation. I mean, yeah, like thanks, I said, Ricky. A guy I've known. A long time, great guest. Uh, it was great just catching up with him, and it was fun picking the playoff games with you. And Jim, you got anything else? Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and uh, now let's let's make it roll, baby. Roll through twenty. All hey, right, roll hey, through twenty. I never thought I'd be living in the twenties. Yeah, know, the Roaring Twenties. We're the back in the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Yep. Awesome so, jitterbug and all that. Was it was a jitterbug in the twenties? I uh, I don't no know. Clue. I miss I miss that, that, that's you. I don't know. I just hope prohibition doesn't come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that ain't happening. But uh, anyway, again, Please. shout out shout out to everybody that made show one hundred possible, which got us here today to show one hundred and one, and we're gonna you know continue to move forward, and we'll be back. Like I said, not sure exactly when, but we will be back with great entertainment for you. Uh, in the near future. But uh, enjoy the NFL playoffs. And if we are back, then I can make fun of these guys for picking the wrong games. I don't know why this, guy hates, go this guy hates the Chiefs so much. No, I don't he's hate picking the Chiefs. He's been picking against them all year. That's true. He's been picking against them all I year. I haven't been picking against them all year. I said they were going to have a great year. I said they were going to win the division. Yeah, but you didn't say win the Super Bowl. No, I have not said they would win the Super Bowl. I mean, I what, the heck, what are we talking I, They're going to get to AFC Championship game. No faith. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> hey, thanks again to everybody at the well. Um, thanks again to Jim at UClick TV. It's going to be another great year for Midwest Mics. Oh, yeah. I love it. We got the courts in the background here. A little different. Yeah, it's good stuff. You know, new year. Um, bowl games have been awesome. Clemson's going to win a national championship. Agreed. Okay. So, uh, what's the line on that? I don't know. My betting, I, I, my betting thing is, is busted, so... Shoot, I'm still alive. Actually, I got... I bet on Ohio today. I have no clue how they're doing. Yeah, I don't know either. But the, uh, my betting advice on the national championship game, take Clemson, but only take them up to, like, minus, like, four. Okay. That's it. Go. Even though, actually, I think LSU might be the favorite, actually. Here we go. Well, let me see if I can pull it up here. Real quick, they are that, that defense is bad, and and I mean I forgot to bring it up with Ricky, but like I was saying at the top of the show, you recruit a different athlete to win the Big Twelve versus winning um, a national championship. I mean, I guess. I mean, the thing is about that is that that means just the Big Twelve is trash because they're like I don't think they won a bowl game. Texas. Texas won, and I bet on Texas. I'm happy about that. I think they won one bowl game. Man, the Big 12 is the only one that has never won the 
besides like the Mac and the you talking about like the Power Five. Yeah. So Clemson LSU LSU is minus six and a half. See, I'll take Clemson all day on that. I never said anything he bad about Lincoln him. Riley. He jinxed him. I mean, I think I sent like one tweet saying that maybe I would reconsider. <laughs> he's so bad. He's so mad about. You can look it up at Coach Carl. That's crazy. Um, maybe LSU is going to beat him up. I think Clemson's going to take him. Yeah. That's why they're losing. What? I don't know. I hope it's not next year because Nebraska would get killed. When that comes back, I want it to be competitive. Yeah. We met, we're working on getting him on um, along with Spencer uh, Tillman. Yeah. He's listening to you right now. He is. So, all right. Hey, uh, thanks again to everyone who uh, made this possible. Which one of us is going to bite the dust? So I'm Gary. This is Austin. We are Midwest Mike's, and we'll see you in the future. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.